0: We are back in live from the break. Ladies and gentlemen, hottest show in the streets. When you look at Alabama football news, notes, and information, I'll be yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, live in studios. After getting the chance to discuss, one, the Alabama football schedule, but also prior to that even, looking at the instant analysis from Alabama's first scrimmage, had some guys banged up, When you look at the likes of Joshua McMillan, hopefully it's not too serious with him. Went down with kind of a scary knee injury. Nick Saban said it was concerning, but once again, hopefully for McMillan, nothing too serious on his behalf. But as we're back in here, we've had a chance to feature a lot of big names on this show. Some former players, guys like Matt Cadell, guys like... Bobby Humphrey and even one Chris Rogers we've even had Leonard Stevens coach L of step-by-step performance training out of Birmingham Alabama somebody who is working with true freshman defensive lineman DJ Dale but right now we got a real superstar in the building right now I mean I am shocked I am flat shocked when I found out we had this guy coming in here. I was so shocked, folks. I literally dropped my phone. It hits the ground. My iPhone cracked, so I'm walking around here with a cracked phone, but you know what? We'll just roll with it. But this is the face behind 95.7 Jams in Birmingham. This is the hottest comedian right now in the country, in my mind. Somebody that is really doing some great things in the Birmingham community. And also a guy that, not just an Alabama fan, but somebody of whom will make you laugh your face off when he puts up his videos on how Bama fans view certain games upon those games ending. We know him as Jermaine Funnyman Johnson. Funnyman, brother, you in the you are on the In My Own Words hotline. How you feeling? I'm
1: feeling good. First of all, Steve, I need that intro on. I need the audio of that so I can play it at every show as I come out on stage. That, that was awesome right there. Oh, uh, thank you so much for having me
0: on the show, bro. Really appreciate having you in. Just some credentials here as we got Jermaine Funnyman Johnson uh, on the In My Own Words hotline. He was born in Opelika, Alabama, near the Auburn area, but not an Auburn fan. Just born in Opelika, Alabama, grew up. In Birmingham, uh, once again, the face or one of the faces of 95.7 Jams in Birmingham. Somebody that's doing tremendous work in the Birmingham community. One of the hottest, in my opinion, the hottest comedian out there. And a guy that is a diehard Crimson Tide fan. But the first question I want to ask you, Funny Man, is... Where did your, where did your enjoyment, your love affair, your fandom... For Alabama football star. I know you didn't play football here at the university, but you know every fan, every consumer of this program has that story of of at this moment, I became hooked on Tide football. What was that moment for you? No, I really don't remember becoming a fan. So I, I think it was just a lifetime
1: thing that born into it when your mom is from Tuscaloosa and her entire side of the family. Is real tied. I mean, your dad is real tied and I I really don't remember not rooting for Alabama. I think it's it's that Bama gene that we got. And I remember being in Opelika surrounded by younger Auburn fans and always going back and forth with them. You know, it was just always a thing from kindergarten on up. And, uh, no, I seriously just believe I've just been a Bama fan all my life.
0: We got Jermaine Funny Man Johnson on the line right now. If you're just tuning in to in my own words, I'm gonna be honest with you, Funny Man. I'm gonna be honest with you. A good a good portion of my family went to Auburn. I don't know how that happened. I don't know why we are still feeding that portion of my family, but good portion of my family went to Auburn and um, I had some of those guys that were pulling me strong to go to AU. I mean, pulling me strong, but thank God for an older sister that recruited me to Alabama harder than what Nick Saber recruits these players. I mean, my sister bought me ties, outfits, uh, suits, shoes, everything possible and was like, if you don't bring your butt over here, I don't know if I'm going to disclaim you or put you in some fire and let you burn you better bring your butt over here
1: oh um, my dad got remarried you know now i got a, a, a new stepmom and some great sisters and they gone with the offer. so I, I understand but you know that, that's part of living in this state you know we can't avoid each other you know we're gonna have to you know just, just share this space i call it the world's worst roommate situation that's really what it is the influence on, on each other is always there. It's a 365-day, 24-7 thing, you know, choosing that much to
0: Auburn. So, I'm not surprised that you got family in there. So, i share your things. We got Jermaine Man Johnson, ladies and gentlemen, live on the In My Own Words hotline today. And one of the things that I appreciate about your videos is uh, you take a lot of time crafting these things out. I mean, it's not just some fly by night and let's wing it. It appears as though you really go through a process of, I'm gonna put this shirt on, I'm gonna put this hat on, I'm gonna sit in this chair, I'm gonna have this particular scripture above the couch. Like you, you really go into some fine tooth combing detail of how you're gonna put these videos together. So my question to you, on, in Saturdays or on Saturdays during football season, what goes into the mindset of Funnyman putting together a video of how Bama fans reflect and think about these games?
1: When I'm, when I'm watching the game, uh, I never write a script for the video. It's usually just stuff that I'm thinking as I'm watching all of the games. So I, I make a little note and then I, you know, just say it into the camera. Um, but then when you know that it's millions of people watching every week, you know, me being a man of faith, I feel like it's my duty to put some positivity behind me or something that'll get people to to, to think or to just be positive because we got so much, uh, so much stuff going on in the world outside of football, you know, that affects all of us, you know, politically and otherwise, but. You know, when they come to my videos, I just feel like it's my personal duty to just shed shed some light on positivity and not let everything be negative. I don't, you know, try to go so hard on on other teams. And, you know, and I take heat for even supporting other teams sometimes. So, But that's who I am. I got no problem with giving people respect uh, where it's due and then just being positive. And and I think I get a lot of that energy back. So I'm going to keep it going.
0: Folks, we got Jermaine Funnyman Johnson, the man, one of the faces behind 95.7 Jams in Birmingham, hottest comedian in the streets right now, and we got him right here on the show, and Funnyman, I'm going to say this right here, this past season was not the Alabama football that fans envisioned. Now, offensively it was. It was an offensive fire show with Tua, with Jalen, with receivers Alabama has, Judy, Ruggs, Smitty, Jalen Waddle. I mean, offensively, it was a fire show. Defensively, it was not what Alabama fans were accustomed to you're accustomed to dominant football you're accustomed to smacking guys in the mouth you're accustomed to owning that particular side of the field and whether it was guys not gelling together or the right defensive coordinator was not in place whatever the case may be Alabama football from a defensive perspective was not Alabama football so to you what did you sense last year in your mind that was the problem? You being a diehard, you being a consumer of this sport, what did you sense last year that was an issue?
1: I think youth was a big part of it, especially uh, in the secondary. And then uh, let's not forget we had a few key injuries not like that year when we lost so many linebackers, but we did lose some uh, some key pieces, uh, some good leadership on the field. And But I think that youth, Uh, Now this year, is going to pay off, and I think you're going to see a veteran squad, and you're going to see a lot of the new freshmen get worked in there. So I'm looking forward to it. I never expect the guys to be perfect, you know, but knowing that they're not going to be perfect on either side of the ball, it's always great to see how coaching and staff can put something together and still have us, you know, in the hunt for a national championship every year. We've literally been in the hunt. You know, regardless of all of our imperfections, we've still been in the hunt, and a lot of teams just can't say that. So, I look forward to a veteran secondary
0: this year who's really going to uh, make some noise in the country. Now, you can make your choice here, Funny Man, and we got Jermaine Man johnson on the In My Own Words hotline, if you're just tuning in here. You got your choice of one offensive player and one defensive player. If you had a chance to pick one guy on offense and one guy on defense that you are saying I'm looking forward to seeing this cat take the field, who would it be and why? Oh man, on, on defense, I'm
1: looking forward to my man Raekwon. Uh, they is doing his thing. I think uh,
0: I think
1: it's his time to shine. Uh, he's coming from a, a legacy of guys who uh, you know who just held it down and been beast. Uh, that last year at Bama and then it translated well to the pros. So I think, I definitely think it's time to shine. He's a good guy, but he's a tenacious competitor on the field. So I'm gonna, uh, that, that's my guy to watch. And shout out to the homie. That's the homie in real life. <laughs> so, uh, definitely, uh, Rick And then on the offensive side, man, I, I'm looking forward to Mac Jones. Uh, I know who gets a lot of the credit and as they should, but if people have been silently watching Mac just put in the work uh, back and forth and not having an ego. because uh, 'cause let's be real, in the past five years we had a lot of guys came in highly rated at their quarterback position and they didn't get the time that they felt they should have and then they left the program. Mac has been just silently sitting behind some down legends and two or talking about low my and Jalen Hurts and and he just kept putting in the work, hasn't complained. And now I think people are starting to realize, like, your second guy up is important, you know, for so many reasons. Because everybody's going to – I know the, the, every coach in the country has probably spent the off season preparing for Tua and an offense, and Tua is preparing to go back at them. But, you know, I think they're sleeping on, on Mac Jones.
0: You are probably one of few people that share that same sentiment that I do. When I look at Mac Jones, and I got a chance to be with his family on a number of, of a couple of occasions, great family that he comes from, but people fail to realize when you don't get adequate reps on the field, you're not going to be as prepared as you should be. And uh, right. as good as Mac Jones can be, the last two years he was hitting behind Jalen Hurts to Atanga and Nick Saban mentioned on a number of different accounts, we went away from Mac Jones after the spring of both 2017 and 2018. We went away from Mac Jones. And you cannot expect for somebody to just come off the bench after you've gone away from him in practice and he's not getting those meaningful reps to immediately go out there and be a superstar. The ball don't bounce that way. You gotta have that consistent chemistry with your teammates, it's especially that number one group. So, MAC-10's been heating up fall camp. He's been doing a phenomenal job. But the one thing I'm excited about, funny man, for this team, we got some grown men coaches back. We don't got no babies. We got some grown boss men coaches. I mean, last year, we had the baby-faced recruiters that, you know, Nick Saban kind of thought about the 2018 class, didn't finish in the top three or number one or whatever and everybody was negatively recruiting against Saban but I feel like Nick had a moment to sit down and think look Alabama football is going to sell itself People are going to buy hats, they're going to buy jerseys, they're going to buy t-shirts, they're going to buy shoes. The paraphernalia is still going to sell. At my other job, I saw a woman rocking some Alabama gold hoop earrings just the other day. So the program is going to sell regardless. It's about getting these coaches in here that know the game, that know the grind, Understand what it means to win, and Saban's got these guys in particular. Boy, am I excited to see Sal Sunseri back!
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, and he brought Benny with him,
0: right? He oh, he brought the whole family. Vinny's back. Even Tino got in the car. Even Tino got in the car.
1: <laughs> so yeah, you are absolutely right when you're talking about coaches. But let's not forget. This is a big opportunity for coaches also. And I think some of we have had a few coaches, won't say any names, but I feel like one or two that have come along have kinda exploited. it because, you know, once you once you coach under savings, everybody's gonna wanna come get you. You become like a blue chip coach and recruit. And that's how it should be. You know, I, I love that. I love that people get opportunities, but we need coaches that are in it for the long haul, that don't stop until their job at Bama is finished. You know, come do what you're paid to do and then go enjoy your success. You know, don't bail on us, you know, in the, in the, in the playoffs or after the iron bowl because we, you know, we have expectations in Tuscaloosa. And yeah, but I think these guys here, I think they're, they're, they're veterans. Uh, I'm happy to see our office quarter. Coordinator back, man. I think has, uh I think he has some unfinished business at Alabama. It's good to see him back. Uh, I love the relationship that him and Coach have, and for Coach Saban to bring him back lets me know that there's some trust and some good relationship there. And I, th- I always think everybody does it better that second time around. So I'm looking forward to, uh, to, to, to seeing what he's going to bring to the table.
0: As much as I'm excited to see Sark back, and I am, everybody deserves a second chance. Sark's been through a lot in his life, and this is a opportunity for a rebirth for him. but funny man, the coach I'm excited about, Pete Golding. That's the one. That's the one I am highly excited about. And there's a lot of there are a lot of Bama fans that aren't seeing the puzzle piece that being. Nick Saban, the guys that mentored Nick Saban, uh, those two guys being Don James and Bill Belichick, not just defensive guys, but defensive back-minded guys. And they trained Nick Saban in that same culture, being a defensive back-mind. Then Nick Saban, the best two coordinators that he has had at Alabama, that being the likes of Kirby Smart and Jeremy Pruitt, defensive back mindset. So now you bring in Pete Golding, who played defensive back in college. He was a safety at Delta State from 2000 to 2005. Now people don't get that. And he has nine years of experience running defenses, calling defenses, and, and uh, being a defensive back's coach prior to Alabama, as opposed to Tosh Lapoy. And let's call a spade a spade. The brother wasn't ready he came in as a defensive line coach as a recruiting intern yes he got promoted to on field guy but when you are wet behind the ears trying to run a defense at the most at the most elite premier program in college football and you have no prior experience good luck handling that beast tosh laporte wasn't ready for it well
1: i'm gonna be so hard on coach uh Boy, I think number one when I look at coaches on our staff I, I go by the number one coach coach Saban and if he sees something in you or he sees potential in you then I have to start right there so I think that he did something behind the team that earned uh coaches respect that uh that got him to that and I also think that coach was was willing to take a gamble on him because of what he showed behind closed doors. Uh, Was he, you know, lacking experience? Absolutely. It's not a secret. But when your lack of experience can still get you, uh, you know, one of the top 15 defenses in the country and get you to a national championship game, you know, let's just say you got some good on-the-job training, and I think he'll be better, you know, moving, uh, you know, uh, as far as our new coach uh, on defense, man, he's talking about pedigree. This this is the type of pedigree that you love. And he already had a stacked resume to get him the job as defensive coordinator. Now with this on his resume, that automatically makes him one of the hottest, most sought-after coaches in the country, which is, again, tough for Nick Saban because you know it's only a year or two before he's going to have to replace this guy. But, uh, man, I, I'm so looking forward to him just getting his hands and, and putting his mentality on these young defensive guys that I talked about earlier. I think it's going to be a, a great product to see on the field. I think it's going to be a nasty, just gritty, grimy defense that we're used to seeing, and I'm, and I'm ready for it.
0: As we tidy this and wrap this on down, here we got Jermaine Funny Johnson on the show. Very happy to have him on the in my own words hotline. Funny what what do what, what's your process in terms of just comedy in general? I always would have liked to be a stand-up comedian. Unfortunately, that was not my calling. I'm not going to sit there and say I can change that because I cannot. But in your mind, for you, What goes through your process of every night finding the right jokes, putting the right material together, and just giving your fans a show that has them think, I got to come back. It's it's tied into football, man. It's a process
1: all over again. You know, we have to study film ourselves. Uh, Our jokes are the plays, and you want to run the right plays. When you're you're on there, you got to deal with some – some large crowds, just like a game. So preparation is always key. And uh, you know, you, you gotta get in the gym, which we call the open mics. You gotta get in, you gotta work out, you gotta try the new stuff, see what works, see what doesn't work, what needs to be tweaked, and you gotta be fearless. You know, when it's game time, when that when that ball is snapped up, when you got those two feet in front of the microphone, you gotta be fearless. You gotta have confidence and in, uh in, in your product and on the stage so it's a lot like football man and I mean a lot like football but respect to the greats uh, that have come before me that have you know shown me the way of how to do it and how not to do it uh just like football man and and I love the craft I really do this is comedy is my sport and I'm trying to be one of the best in it every day
0: funny man Jermaine funny man johnson trying to be the best at the comedy craft every day, and you are well on your way, my man, to becoming one of the legendary comedians of our time. Any last final remarks from you, my man? Uh,
1: Just to the fan base, man, let's enjoy it this year. I know we didn't end off on a a great note uh, last year, but what better reason to come back harder, you know, I think the expectation that we have for the guys we need to have as fans if we want the guys to be more, you know, more passionate and and just go on this revenge tour then that's what we gotta do. We gotta be more passionate. We gotta be louder than we ever been. We gotta buy more tickets than we ever bought. We gotta, everybody gotta step it up, you know, and that, what, that's what a championship culture is about. It's not just on the guys as fans, we gotta put in the work. I gotta, I gotta, you know, step my game up on the videos. I gotta do everything. So it's all on everybody. I think everybody contributes to the culture. So let's contribute. Let's, uh, let's be positive in the meantime. Let's love on each other and let's enjoy some Alabama football like we always do.
0: Jermaine, Funny Man, Commander Johnson, giving us the uh, the tools to be fans of the Crimson Tide. Gotta get with it or get lost. But so excited to have Funny Man joining me live here on the In My Words hotline, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. We're going to go to a break here right now, but folks, don't touch that dial. Just getting the thing started. Uh, As always, you download the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app because you are the smart man. Don't let nobody outwork you in being the best Crimson Tide fan out there. You get this app via the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you just so happen to have the Android phone. The podcast options, you know exactly where those are. They're at the bottom of the screen. Check them out. You subscribe to tdalabamamag.com to stay in the know. And you follow us. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Touchdown Alabama Magazine the site that's got over 1 million video views and over 5,000 subscribers strong thanks to you great people. When we come back from the break, though, I touch on Steve Sarkeesian and why I am so happy to have him back, and you should be too. Don't touch that down, folks. We're coming back in my own words.